Hello and welcome to the latest Copcast podcast on Copleth. Joining me to discuss Liverpool's 6-1 demolition of Watford, have a look back at the season so far and maybe uh, cast aspersions about where we might be going and the teams around us are Dave Dunning. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing well, thanks, Neil. Delighted after the weekend, how are you? Yeah, cloud nine. Well, what a performance like. Good to have you on. Uh, alongside Dave is Carly Murray. How are you doing, Carly? I'm good, Neil. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> well, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Nice to speak to you. And uh, last but not least, we've got Glenn Murray joining us as well. How are you doing tonight, Glenn? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Nice one. No bother. No bother. So uh, inter- it's an international week and Liverpool are actually going into the break on a high. We're, we're starting to get used to this, maybe getting a wee bit spoiled. Um, so it's twice in a row we've gone into, into international breaks after winning. And uh, we've got plenty to talk about here with uh, a fantastic performance at the weekend and maybe we'll have a wee look back at uh, the season so far as well. So I'll start here with uh, with Dave. We've begun there against Watford, opening, opening 15 minutes, opening 20 minutes. We're creating chances chance after chance after chance and you just have this feeling that it's going to come and it does Dave so I mean take it from there what were your thoughts on the on the game on the performance yeah I think you're right Neil I think you can you can sense a goal coming in this team um, and I think there's an example of where we just went out we just won a game in 15 minutes um, three goals in 15 minutes and see to be fair it could have been six at half time comfortably six you could probably you could probably argue our finishing is the one weak area that we have at that end of the pitch because with the number of clear cut chances we've created, um, you know, Lucas Catino, Firmino just spring to mind right away. I think it's realistic to say that at some stage in this season, if we keep playing like that, someone like Swansea or Sunderland are gonna come down and they're gonna get hit for eight or nine. With the front three playing the way they are, they just look like one singular organism at the minute. Um, the movement is incredible. Um, the goals, which we're, we're practically walking the ball into the net. Um, I think five out of six goals came from, from almost, if not inside the six yard box. Yeah. Um, so the movement just, the movement's just brilliant. And it's, it's, it's all in and around the penalty area. And we're, we're just able to pick teams apart. I think for me, those goal was, was my favorite. I think it was the, the corner and Milner's quick pass into Henderson. I think Klopp had spoken about that previously. Speed of thought, you know, after the set piece and during the set piece at both ends and, and then around the penalty area. The quick pass, Lalana immediately wants the ball, runs into the space, and then Henderson takes a man away. He fizzes it across. And then the movement in the box for me doesn't even do anything because there's so much movement around him. Manny dips out, continue, makes the sprint to the back post. And it looks so easy, but there's so much going on in and around it. I think we just completely confuse the opposition in and around that. You're moving people all over the place, and I just, I just think it's just total confusion for the opposition in the penalty area. So, yeah, the whole way through the game, and we were able to turn it on as well. Um, I think you know we had a wee lull in the in the second half, but just was able to turn it on. Henderson, brilliant in the middle of the park, absolutely brilliant, bossing it, and he looks like he's Klopp's voice on the pitch, demanding the ball off people, playing slide rule passes, um, winning the ball at both ends of the pitch, and then great, great cameo from Sturridge, 
came on. Attitude looked fantastic. Um, the one thing I will say about him is he almost had three goals, but I think he could definitely have had three assists. So if he can get that decision-making aspect of his game right then, you've got a real asset there, um, especially moving through the season when you are going to have to rotate Mane's away. So everything looks everything looks brilliant, and it was just so much fun to watch, isn't it? It's just a joy. It really is, though. It's just a joy to watch. I was so excited sitting down to watch it on Sunday, and I was even more excited after I watched it. Just sat there with a big grin in my face for the entire 90 minutes. It was brilliant. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively enthusiastic. Nice one. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're absolutely right. You make a, make a load of good observations there, but not more so than, than the one at the end. I mean, it is a joy to watch them at the minute to, to sit down and, you know, sometimes you go into games and you think, well, you never know. Um, but like five minutes in, and as you say, you know the the goal was coming, and and it, it kept coming. So, Glenn, I mean, I'm just going to come to you on this. Uh, Dave said it there. Could have been eight, could have been nine. We could have been six nil up at half time. But Watford weren't that bad, were they? I mean, they're coming into the game yep. seven, three clean sheets in a row, and so on. So, I mean, they quitted themselves well to begin with. So, what do you make of how Liverpool basically took them apart? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with what you were saying there. Um, I was at the game on on Sunday there. Like it's the first fifteen twenty minutes. Um, you know, we had plenty of chances, but you know, obviously we we failed to take them. But I mean, in the crowd, you you get some games where you you come up against teams who do sit in um, and play deep and frustrate you, and sometimes the crowd can get a bit restless. But it wasn't like that on Sunday at all. You know, we knew the goal was coming. You know, um, never. I don't, th- I don't think ever once you. Know, you ever got a sense around you, you know, where people were thinking, oh, this could be one of them days. Um, you know, as I say, because we were creating so many chances, it was almost inevitable um, that we were going to get the breakthrough. And um, I was really surprised with, with how poor Watford were because, like you say, they came in on a good run of form. Um, you know, three clean sheets on the bounce. You'd expected them to be tight and, and hard to break down. The, the biggest thing for me that surprised me about Watford was uh, before the game, when I seen that Lucas was starting the centre half, I was I was a bit worried because I didn't think he'd be able to cope with the uh, you know the physicality of of Dini and Agallo. But Watford they didn't play direct. You know that this they always tried to play the ball out from the back, and uh, you know that, that's just you know asking for trouble against us. You know with our pressing game, you know you would think most teams now who do come to frustrate, you know they will play more direct to beat the initial press, but they didn't do that, and I think. Uh, and one of the goals that certainly uh, it led to that, where they did play the ball out through the back, and I think the sentiment failure gave the ball away, and we recovered and just broke from there. Um, so I mean, they were definitely disappointing, but I mean, not taking anything away from from us, obviously. Um, once we got that first goal, you know, just kind of opened the floodgates a bit, and uh, we were just on the rampage, really. And obviously, getting them them three goals before half time just just sealed it, and then second half, you know, the players were just playing with. So much freedom and so much confidence. Um, it wasn't really surprising that we did go on and get six. And um, I mean, I think you know, after the game, you know, people were saying about it, you know, it's another, not another clean sheet. You know, but that's just nitpicking, really. Um, that doesn't concern me at all. But didn't keep a clean sheet because it's all within the context of the game. You know, if you you can see the goal at five nil, it's it's not going to make a difference. You know, it it it's in the games where you're maybe one nil up or two nil up. Um, and if you can see in them situations, that's when it gets nervy. 
but obviously on on Sunday there was never any danger of that happening. But yeah, as I say, I mean it was another brilliant performance, and uh, that front four um, they were brilliant again. Um, Lana, Mane, Firmino, Coutinho, and then like Dave said before, it was a great cameo from Sturridge. He was he he was right in saying that he could have had a hat trick. I think uh, obviously he hit the bar twice, but I think Pantillamo might have got a fingertip to to both of them. I'm not too sure. I was actually right behind, right behind the cup or the cup goal there, so it, um got a good view of him. Like so, he he was good coming on against Sturridge, and all positives as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean I think you're right. I think Pantillamo. Definitely got a touch on the on the second one, the one from outside the box. A bit of a wonder save, like only a save, really a six foot seven kind of goalkeeper yeah. could could make. So uh, he was he was unlucky with that one, all right. And um, you mentioned the front four there, Glenn. I'm gonna come to Carly on this because uh, Dave mentioned also the the, the movement uh, for Firmino's goal and just in general. I mean, I watched it back. And one thing that's striking me and, and struck me is that it is perpetual motion. Like they're all they're all moving and they're all going different directions. And they know so they know where they they all know where each other's going to be. Easy for me to say. So talk to me about that, Carly. I mean, how how do you stop a, a team that that's doing this? Well, I think really the only team that's managed to stop us this season is United. Um, and obviously Burnley, but uh, Burnley game. Um, I don't really know what to say about that because I think we had that much possession and dominance in the game that how they ended up beating us is totally beyond me. Um, so to be honest, I, I don't really know. I mean, as you say, sort of, we thought Watford might come and play direct, but in the first sort of 15 minutes of the game, they seemed to be pressing us more and sort of playing our, our game. Um, they were sort of frustrating us a little bit, but uh, after that, obviously, that they fell away, but, I mean, at the minute, I really don't think there isn't any stop on our, our sort of front three or front four. They seem to just move in sync. It's completely sort of, they're not having to think about what they're doing. And it's it's great to see. I mean, we have options on the bench as well as the front three. Um, and I think sort of in particular, Coutinho and Firmino are just absolutely running away with everything this season. Um, and I know I've commented before on Coutinho, you know, we all know that he has these flashes of magic, but up until this season, it wasn't week in, week out, where this season he is totally starting to shine and we are starting to see the player who could threaten a move to Barcelona. And to be honest, it is sort of getting to the stage now where I am starting to get nervous that we might lose him. Whereas before I kind of thought, well, you know, we're waiting for this consistency. We now have it. We also have Firmino and them two linking together. It's just a joy to watch. I mean, you can see even whenever we score the celebrations, the whole team is is totally solid. We're totally united. So... We are great to watch. I still have a nervy feeling. I'm normally Mrs. Positivity, but I was nervous going into this game because, as you've already mentioned, Watford were sort of on a run. They were doing okay, um, and I'm still sort of waiting for another Burnley to happen. We just seem to be blowing teams away at the minute. So it's sort of just another... Well, I'm not into, into international football as it is, but it's just disappointing that we'll have to wait for another two weeks now to, to watch us tear apart another team. And I hope I haven't jinxed us by just saying that. Yeah, I mean this is it. Like it's uh, it's another international break, but um, you know we've we've managed to go in on on a massive positive again, and I suppose it's it's kind of a good juncture here to to maybe come come away a little bit from the game and and have a look look back at the last few. We had said on a previous podcast that if we got uh, we had looked at these three fixtures, the the Watford game, the West Brom game, and the Palace game, and said. 
you know, how many points can we get from that? That's the real, the real test. You know, I think we said, well, certainly I said, I think, uh, Dave, our, our esteemed, uh, overlord also mentioned that, uh, seven would be acceptable. Dave, with nine now, we've got nine out of nine. We've beaten the, the middle of the table or lower to mid table teams. We've beaten them convincingly. How, I mean, did you see, uh, Liverpool starting the season like this? Have you revised your uh, position on Liverpool? Were you optimistic to begin with? I mean, where are you now after, you know, the performances that we've seen? To be honest, after I watched, after I watched the, I watched the pre-season games and, and it, it culminated in the final one against Barcelona where we just looked brilliant. And then we carried that type of attack and threat into the Arsenal game. And again, we just looked brilliant, but obviously conceded the three goals. I think what goes unmentioned about that game and the Chelsea game and the West Brom game is if a team manages to claw back to one goal, I think we, we're, we're really capable of seeing a game out. We're really capable of defending our goal, not giving any chances away. And it might not look pretty and you might be on egg sales all the way through it, but we've successfully done that on a number of occasions. Um, we discussed the defence. I saw that today. We have conceded the least number of shots on goal per match in the Premier League. So, you know, you defend from the front and you defend all over the pitch, and that's enabling us to protect our defence. And, yeah, okay, we maybe shouldn't have conceded so many goals, but ultimately it doesn't really matter if the points are on the board. Yeah, you, you want to be able to be strong all over the pitch, but, you know, if you walk away from a game with three points, then it's irrelevant, as Glenn said earlier on. The Burnley game, see, to be honest, I think the Burnley game, it had to happen at some point. A game like that where we, we did concede an early goal and we were frustrated and the team did sit, sit deep against us and we we panicked and we tried to force it. We were shooting from distance. We, we, we weren't playing that extra pass to get in behind. And I think there seems to have been a shift in mentality from the players, I, I like a, a trust in what the manager is trying to instill into them. And... I heard a I heard a, a quote earlier on in the week where about the movement and the runs where they're they're very very specific runs and very specific movements and it, it gets to the point where if a player isn't getting that right the the assistant manager Buvac yeah. isn't it he he will he will literally grab a player by the shirt and drag him into the position that he should be in so this is constantly being done um, and I think this is where we, we hear Klopp saying that. We still can get better. We still can get better. I think it's only a matter of time before you know those that, those runs and those those pieces of movement become more consistent. And I think I think he's right looking at it because we've consistently improved the whole way through the season. That's what is it? Is it seven wins from our last eight games? Like seven wins from your last eight games. That's an incredible amount of points compared to any team. Never mind a team that isn't used to doing that in, in recent years and considering where we came from last season. So to be honest, um, I think the bench is strong. You've Chan coming in, um, gets two goals in two games from two really similar runs, which again, I think proves the point that they're beating these movements into these players. Um, when Alden keeps popping up in this weird little number nine position and playing these little wall passes to people and moving off into the box, seen that a number of times from him so 
you know, it might look random and it might look just as though people are just run around all over the place, but it it's starting you start to see similarities and repeat movements that are resulting in goals and chances. So there's something's being worked on consistently every single training session. And I'm really, really positive that we will be in and around where we are now come the end of April. So yeah, I'm I'm just really looking forward to this team getting better and better and better. And like I say before, I think there will come a stage where we will hit a team for eight or nine. And then it might get to the point where teams are showing up at Anfield the way they used to show up at Old Trafford, thinking, do you know what? We're not even going to plan for this game. We're going to take two weeks to plan for the next game against a team in and around us because the likelihood, the best case scenario there is we only get beat two or three. And that's just going to make things easier for us. And that is going to create an atmosphere for other teams coming to Anfield with a fear and a, a, almost like a resignation of defeat before they even set foot in the pits. So, yeah, I, I'm just really looking forward to seeing how, how the season develops because everything looks as though it's continuing to improve and the level I haven't really seen a team in England play before. Yeah, so, I mean, going words, everything is wonderful, Glenn. Um we're attacking well, we're defending from the front, we're not giving up shots as as Dave mentions there. We're, we're scoring loads of goals, we're sharing them around. It's perpetual motion, it's still a work in progress. So is it I mean, have you had to reassess your thoughts for Liverpool this season or are, is is this kind of what you were expecting or you know, have we uh, as Klopp's team sort of outshone your expectations so far? Oh, definitely doing a lot better than what I expected and that's not to say that you know was uh, I was being negative you know towards what I thought we could do this season. Um, I think sort of as Liverpool fans sort of over the last sort of five six years, ever since we've sort of dropped out of the, the Champions League, you know we've always been yearning to to get back in there like we were before under Rafa, where you know we just knew we were going to be in the top four each year. And I think since we've sort of dropped out of that, um, it's always been our ambition to to get back in there. And obviously we've done it a couple of times. You know, within the last sort of five, six, seven years, um, like I say, that, that was my aim that the start of the season to get back in there. I think now, after seeing how well we've started, you know, I think if someone was to say to you, "Would you take fourth now?" You, you would, you would say no. I think because we've got such an opportunity here to go on and build on something, and it could be, it could be really special. I mean, like obviously the optimism throughout the fans is is obviously great and it's not something we've had you know we had it a couple of years ago but it's not something that's came along very often in the last 10-15 years and um, obviously that's great um, I, I, I wouldn't want to get too ahead of myself just yet I think I have to remember we're only 11 games into the season and there's still a long long way to go I mean I mean like I remember before the last international break people were there was odds the odds were um there was stuff, Boogie stopped taking odds on Conte being sacked as the manager and he's came back and he's won five in the bounce and now they're right up there as well you know so the nature of the game these days things can change so quickly so I'm going to try and keep my feet firmly on the ground but like I say with the start we've had you know if, if we if we weren't up there you know seriously um, contending come March, April you, you would be disappointed There, there's no doubt about that but um, as I say from what we've seen on the, the, first, the opening 11 games you know I'm, I'm confident that we will be there. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, Carly, just, just got to uh, come to you with the same kind of thing. I mean, if, if I'd have said to you 11 games in, we're going to be sitting top of the table, 
we're going to have uh, drawn drawn two, lost one, and, and won the rest of our games um, at the second international break. Would Would you believe Would you believe me, or would you have been a little a little bit more uh, cautious in your in your outlook? Yeah, no, I I definitely would have been more cautious. Um, I think sort of at the start of the season, whenever we were doing pods and sort of trying to predict, I think it was Dave that brought it up within the first sort of week or two, asking for bloody predictions of where we're going to end up. I think I maybe said sort of fourth or fifth. So even now, um, I think the words are cautiously optimistic. Um, I didn't think we'd be where we are, but having seen us play the way we have been so often, I think really the only thing we can be is optimistic. The only thing that's sort of holding me back is the heartbreak of a couple of years ago. Um, that year, I really did believe. I was completely convinced that we were going to do it. I totally thought we were. So I can't emotionally involve myself into thinking that this is going to happen because I don't want the heartbreak again. So I'm pretty much using the old cliches that the players do and I'm taking it one game at a time and sort of enjoying each game and then looking at the league and going, oh, that's where we are. Because to be honest, until sort of last week, I kind of wasn't taking any notice of the league. I wasn't totally sure where we were or who was in and around us. I was just sort of watching the games and going, happy days, great performance, three points, not really taking any notice. So um, I'm sort of slightly shocked at where we are. But I mean, I think sort of touching on what Dave was saying, um, a lot of things have changed with us this season. Um the kind of games we're getting into that would have been potential banana skins we're sort of cruising through whereas you know last season or sort of if you want to call it Brendan's last season they're the kind of games that we maybe would have been getting beat one or two nil or or not turning up or whatever whereas these things are slowly starting to change and it also seemed to be that every time we went into an international break we seemed to win on a fucking loss whereas sort of this season all these little bumps in the road are now slowly being ironed out I mean I think Klopp even said at the weekend as well, in the post-match interview, when he was questioned sort of about our league credentials, you know, he said this isn't the team of a couple of years ago. So the ones who are here are older and more experienced and the rest of the guys are new. So he doesn't want the heart back to what, what nearly was. He's wanting to look towards the future. So I think really that's what we all have to do. And I mean, if we do get top four, I will be happy with happy with that. I suppose maybe some people might disagree. Um, considering the way we're playing but to me it's it's small steps um, so if, if there's progress this season we're up the league a couple of places I'll be happy with that having said that the arrival of Guardiola sort of this season would worry me um, in that I think it'll only take him a couple of sort of transfer windows to really strengthen City squad and for me at the minute I think they would probably be our biggest competition um, so I think really we have this season to try and get it right um, and to really go full throttle at the league. We have no European uh, games to sort of take away from our concentration. So I think this has the potential to be the season where we can go for it. So I really hope we do. I hope we're in and around where we are now. And I do think we will be up there. Um, I think it's just a matter of whether we can sort of persevere on them you don't ball it like we did a few seasons yeah, ago yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah just just that uh it would be lovely to see well of course for us but it'd be amazing to see liverpool just uh play consistently and and, and keep it going because they've really started off well so i mean we sort of uh mentioned being in and around the conversation in april and of course that's that's where we want to be but we'd make it a little shorter make it a, um 
a bit of a bit of an earlier payoff. So next next few games, taking us up to, to Christmas, to the, the day after Boxing Day, we're looking at Southampton, Sunderland, Bournemouth, West Ham, Middlesbrough, uh, the Derby away at Goodison, and then at home to Stoke. Are we going to be in and around where we are now at uh, at Christmas? Uh, Dave, yes or no? Yeah, and w- we could be potentially... We could, we could be potentially better off with uh, the uh, the other teams are playing each other. You know, uh, Chelsea have to Chelsea have to play City and Spurs. I'm 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 not even going to try and remember all these, but inevitably those teams are going to take points off each other. Whereas we have a a, a free run at the next six games. And to be honest. Looking at it now, I, there's, there's absolutely barring some horrendous injury crisis. Um, there's no reason why we can't continue to score goals and continue to win games the way we have been, especially the way our home form's been. So, yeah, we talked about potential banana skins before, but actually these, these games aren't potential banana skins now. We, we used to cautiously mention the, the term, terminology like cannon fodder and, you know, Bottom half and free ones and and winnable, winnable games, but actually <laughs> it's it's yeah, but it's it's becoming the case now where these are very winnable games. You go to the bookmakers now and you chase it at one to three, one yeah, to I mean, four. It's looking that way now, isn't it? They are really becoming winnable games, you know, on papers the way we're the way we're playing. There's, there are there are teams up there who are also very very good. You know, Chelsea looked to have clicked into a different gear. They look very, very strong. Um, they're scoring goals and they're keeping clean sheets. They've got, they've got guys playing at a level that, that I don't even think Mourinho got them playing at their best. The likes of Costa, the likes of, the likes of, um, Hazard. And I think he seems to, Conte seems to have got Costa on a bit of a leash and he has a book in about five matches, which is completely unheard of for him. City inevitably will be there and thereabouts. Um, Arsenal. Again, they look like they've got the most balanced squad they've had in, in, in quite some time. But the bomb, Sanchez is, is torn a thigh muscle or something or other. Is yeah, that right? Calf muscle, a torn calf muscle, I think. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that, how that, um, how that affects them. I think with us, we don't seem to have that problem because we're not overly reliant on any one player at the minute. And I think that's the key to this squad. We're not overly reliant. Anytime somebody's had to come out, We've slotted somebody in, and it hasn't made a great deal of difference to the way we've played. I think Chan having to come in for Wijnaldum, and all of a sudden, oh my goodness, we're missing Wijnaldum. Chan gets two goals in two games. He scored about eight goals in ten years before now. And it's, um, it's nice to see those those runs in the mid, uh, from midfield. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, and he's he's and I I obviously wrongly assumed that 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 he would be playing where Henderson is playing. Um, but he's getting in the six-yard box and scoring goals and just thinking, where did he come from? Who, who is even supposed to be marking him? So, and, and you've, you've continued playing at another level, as Carly said earlier on. He's just someone on the Amphi rap called it like a quickening he's going through. Yeah, Suarez is you know, quickening. I think it was Rob Goodman. <laughs> I think it was Rob Goodman. Um, which, when you look at it, um, he's so dangerous in and around the penalty area. He's just, you know, in and around the box, edge of the box, ducking inside the box, pick, popping up on the, the, the back post and, and scoring goals and, and getting on the end of things. 
and he has that tendency to drop deep too, which which gives, as you said, you know, like the Chan and Milner to get forward. So um, I I think those next six games, there's no reason why we can't get at least 15, 16 points. Um, and that puts you in an incredible position with City New Year's, and that'll be that'll be some game. Just a sort of a quick question, sort of when we're talking about the run up to Christmas and fixtures, do you guys think that maybe us having a harder start to the season may have actually played sort of in our benefit? Because Chelsea seem to sort of themselves out now. Obviously, we pull them apart. Um, City we have coming up. Arsenal, okay, we conceded three, but we scored four. Um, I'm just sort of thinking now, like as Dave has said, these guys all now have to play each other. They've all strengthened more, so the games are going to be harder. So do you think, in a way, it has played sort of in our advantage then, that we got to play them sooner in the season? Well, definitely. But it's only your advantage if you take points from them. And obviously, because we've done that, you know, beating Arsenal at the Emirates, um, John at the White Hart Lane, beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, then obviously then it's, it's definitely an advantage. So, so yeah, definitely. But as I say, if we hadn't have won them games, then it wouldn't have, you know. But I think after the international break, I know uh, United they play Arsenal, um, and then I think the week after that, Chelsea play Spurs. So our our next few games in the, the lead up to to Christmas, you know, what we we've got a good run, but we were due it because of how hard our start was, you know. So it, you know, everyone plays the same team twice, you you know. So obviously at, at this period of the season, this is really where. You know, if we're serious, you know, about winning it and not just being contenders, you know, we've got to take a lot of points because, like you have said, with you know the other challengers playing each other, you know, this is our opportunity you know, to to build up a bit of a gap between ourselves and the rest. Um, but I mean, so you, you you do want to get too ahead of yourself, you know, talking about how far we're going to get ahead. You know, you just want to make sure that we're still up there. And um, for you, Glenn, are we still up there at Christmas with those six fixtures? Oh yeah, definitely. Um. I think we've always, like, we've touched on the pause before where, uh, we've always said about, um, you know, these kind of teams who, you know, like, likes of your Watfords, your Palaces, your West Broms, we've come unstuck against them in the past and, and this season we've sort of rectified that. Um, the only thing I would say is, is just, you know, obviously when we're beating these teams, you've got to take into context the, the period of the season. When you, when you're playing games in March and April and there's a lot more riding on it, you know, the pressure's going to be completely different as opposed to, to what it is now. So, you know, when it comes into the second half of the season, you know, that'll be a real test of, you know, can we still knock these teams out? Because, you know, they're going to have things to, to fight for, you know, whether it be relegation, um, or, you know, maybe trying to sneak into, you know, Europa League places. Um, but yeah, I mean, between now and Christmas, we've got to be up there, you know, as I say, this run of fixtures we've got, we've got to take advantage of it. And especially when the other teams, the other main contenders are, are playing each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of a, a perfect segue. Uh, and what you're saying there is bringing us into the second half of the season. And, um, we all know Sadio Mane's heading off to the African Nations Cup. Uh, we don't know for how long, but, um, He'll be away for a while anyway. He's nailed on to miss, and I think at least five, uh, four or five Premier League games. So, um, also the, we've heard talk of, of, um, defenders being looked at. Um, there was the hood rumors still hanging around. So do you think if we're in this position to challenge or if we're in the box seat as we are now at Christmas time, as we've just been talking about, can you see us going out and, and maybe strengthening? 
Glenn, uh, do you think we're gonna we're gonna add to anywhere in January? No, I mean, barring unless we pick up a couple of long-term injuries, I don't really uh, see us going out and buying anyone, and I don't really think there's a need to either because, but with obviously with us not being in Europe, um, the workloads re- reduced on the squad, um, and especially you, you think when you come into the second half of the season, obviously the League Cup's finished um, by February. If you're still in the FA Cup. Um, you know, you're, you're you're playing on that at weekends when there's no Premier League games, so it's not really affecting you unless you know. I think if, I don't know. I'm not even too sure if, what way they've changed the replays this year, but they may have been scrapped up to a certain point as well. If you were in Europe, you know, obviously if you got into the the latter stages of the Champions League or the Europa League, then there could be a case of bringing in you know a player to add to the squad. But obviously we don't have that to contend with, so that's not really something um, that we've got to think about. Um, I think, like I touched on before. I'm, I'm confident that we will be up there challenging at the top of the table come Christmas. So for me, I, I don't really see the need to, to go into the market unless, as I say, um, we're unfortunate with a couple of long-term mm-hmm. injuries. Um, I mean, I, I know a couple of people have obviously highlighted the fact that Mane is obviously going away in January and whether that's you new know, potential you know, to, to replace him or you know, bring someone in. But I mean, you've got ready made replacement on the bench, you know, Daniel Sturridge and, you know, Yes, he hasn't scored in the league, but obviously he hasn't been playing. He hasn't started that many games. He came on the weekend. He could have had a hat trick. We've touched on, you know, how how fluid our attack and movement is. You know, if he came up, he came into the side, you know, it's not going to disrupt things massively. Um, you know, he'll slot in there with Coutinho, Firmino, and Lalana. So, and then as well, another another person we've not even mentioned is Origi as well. So, I don't I don't see the need for for another signing unless. Unless there, you know, something does happen with with injuries. Yeah, I mean, I see your point certainly in the in the attacking areas. Origin storage on the bench there, but Carly Matty twists his knee uh, in in January. There's still time left in the window. Are you happy with with a Lovren uh, with a Lovren Clavin uh, centre back partnership or a Lovren Lucas centre back partnership for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think sort of um, as a stick and plaster, if you want to call it that. I think what we have is adequate. I don't know whether maybe in the summer or if Sacco maybe does leave in January. We're obviously not sure this sort of saga is ongoing. Um, if he was to leave, maybe sort of look um, next summer as a replacement for him. But I think at the moment we have enough cover in most positions. I mean, there, there's players like Grich. We haven't even mentioned him. He's not even making the bench anymore um, because, the, you know, the squad is that strong. So Klopp also seems to be giving a lot of the kids um, game time, we know that he's going to do that anyway. So for me, right now, um, barring like before he said a huge injury crisis, I really don't think there's anything drastic that needs to be done. And for me, it would maybe just be waiting until um, the summer transfer when you, window before we make any signings. Um, whether maybe some of the kids might go out and loan, or we might send Grich out and loan again. I, I honestly don't know, but for me, I don't think there's any real need to bring anybody in at this moment in time. Okay, okay, fair enough. So two, two, the two Murrays agreeing on something there, and um, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't happen often. <laughs> well, we've got it recording, so everyone can hear it. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, I come to you on this. Uh, yeah, so we're set up, and we're in January. We're two points clear at the top of the table. And we have the squad we have now. Manny's gone off to, uh, to wherever the African Cup of Nations is being held this year. Sorry, I should have checked that, but I haven't. And um, what do you do? Do you, You've got the money there. Players are obviously available for a fee. 
are you going to go and strengthen, or do you think we're, we've got enough for for this push? Uh, well, there's, there's a few different strands to this, I suppose. Um, first and foremost, I I don't think even Jose Mourinho buys a player because someone's going away for five or six weeks to uh, do another tournament. Um, I think that's crazy going and buying a player for for six weeks this season. What do you do with them after that? Um, this is true, but you do have Europe next next year potentially, and uh, you do, yeah, absolutely, and you know. With uh, well, I suppose I'll come on to it now. With 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 how how Klopp likes to drill tactics and and movement into his players, and we saw like if, if you look at it last season, we're playing absolutely nothing like we were playing last year. You saw little glimpses of the type of football that we're playing, but it wasn't anything like this. Um, and Klopp has uh, he's banged on all last year about this preseason. He needs to get a preseason, and now you understand why. So. Maybe January is, is a great time to get somebody in to start learning the ropes. Personally, I think there's enough cover there. The other element is that, you know, if he brings somebody in, is he taking the likes of Groots or Ajarius or Kevin Stewart's position on the bench and um, limiting their, their first team opportunities and the experience that they can get from that? However, in saying that, there are sounds being made from the manager that he is going to dip in in January. He's come out and said that he would he would potentially like another another wide forward winger type player. Why that is is anyone's guess, but if if he feels that there's a gap in the squad for that type of player, then he can he can do what he likes. Um, I'm completely happy with it. So you know, we'll we'll wait and we'll see. Um, I think there's money there to spend. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Especially with the business that we did in, in the summer, we talked about getting fifteen million pounds for Jordan Ive and the like. So, you know, there's money there to be spent. I don't think it's necessary, but from the sounds that are that are coming out of the club, um, I think it will. And by all accounts, Sacco is 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 done. He's he's gone, and you know, I think they'll be looking to get, and his agent will be looking to get him a move in January as well. So, whatever whatever cash comes in from there from from that transfer again you can you can throw into the kitty too yeah i don't think it's necessary i think i think Glenn's right and carly's right we've got we've got the players there we've got the squad there for this year but the sounds coming out of the club make me suspect that he is maybe going to go after someone and i would presume that that player has already been identified um, and maybe even Something has already started. I don't know. Contract negotiations, you know, they agree personal terms before they even agree a transfer fee these days. So I don't know. We'll wait. If they do, everybody likes new signings, especially when they're attacking players. So yeah, why not? <laughs> just for fun. Just for, just for shits and giggles. Why not? Yeah, well, you know, you. Will anybody else outside Northern Ireland get that sentence or is it just us? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I suppose. Maybe the Austin Powers reference, but maybe we're uh, we're going back a bit far. We've <laughs> <laughs> got a younger audience on. Just the oldies. Yep. Yeah. Golden oldies. Yeah, well, you can tweet in and ask me, <laughs> and I'll give you some kind of urban dictionary definition of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, though, when it, when it comes down to it. Um, it's an exciting time, uh, and it's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. I personally think as you said, their clubs made some noise. We we may strengthen 
in January. It'd be interesting to see. It would obviously, as you say, Dave, it, it would be players that have been identified and we wouldn't just be going after anyone, which, you know, makes you feel a little bit happier. And, and on that note, I'll just, just touch on the, the appointment of, uh, the director of football and also new, new, uh, contracts for Kevin Stewart, Ben Woodburn and, um, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold this week, but, uh, we're, we're not going to go into them too much. I think the lads will talk you through that on, on next week's show. Just segueing on, on, on in. Since we're talking about, uh, January, we've moved on to the title push. We mentioned our rivals earlier and we want to have a wee, just to finish off, just have a wee word with them, about them, should I say. So the teams around us, I mean, uh, potential rivals, you, you've got to, you've got to look at Arsenal. You've got to look at Chelsea. You've, Probably got to mention Tottenham in there, of course, Manchester City. You're probably not dropping as far as Manchester United at the moment, but, but you might consider them. So, you know, who are you considering, Dave, as, as, you know, real, real top three, top four title rivals for Liverpool this season? Who would you be most worried about? Um, well, I, I said at the start of the season that, that Chelsea would, would be my tip for the title and, Looking at them now, everything's to suggest that they're going to be up there. You've got players who are familiar with winning league titles and how to win league titles in this division. The team looks totally reinvigorated. Um, the manager has a history and experience of, of winning everywhere he goes um, and knows how to do it. And they're getting it right at both ends at the minute. And they have a quality, quality squad of footballers there. There's absolutely no doubt about it. So... You know, we talk about our lack of European football. They don't have any European football either. And they're out of the League Cup. So we talk about having fewer games to play. They have even fewer games to play than we have. And they seem to be improving, as we do. So I think they would be my number one concern. I think Arsenal look, as I said earlier on, they look as though they've got a really balanced squad. But I think they're only one or two injuries away from everything collapsing around them in about March like say that's just a banger time that's just, that's just that's just a random hunch that I've got um, I don't know where I, where I got that from Spurs spoke to spoke, my brother's a Spurs fan spoke to him last year um, I said that I said to him that I, I think you lack goals um, they said what do you mean we've got top goal scorer in the league and I said yeah well take him out who have you got and it's proved that that you know they lack goals that they don't have Kane in the team, and if they don't have him firing on all cylinders, then they're going to struggle too. I rate, I rate Pochettino. I rate him really highly. And I rate Harry Kane when he's on his game. So um, we'll see. And they could easily dip into the transfer market in January as well. And you've got to consider that with all these teams too. You know, who's to say that City don't go out and buy Barcelona in January and just win every game from now until the end of the season? So there's, there's... Lots, there's lots of good teams up there. I think this is going to be a proper exciting to the last three or four weeks of the season with three or four and maybe even five teams still mathematically within a shout of winning the title type of the season. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a good show about it being so, so close this year. I mean, I think. I think it will be. I think you're right. There are a few teams that look very, very good. But, I mean, I have to agree with you on Chelsea. I mean, they're, they're the one team I've seen where I thought, and you mentioned it earlier, Carly, they're the one team I've seen where I thought, thank fuck, we've already played them and already beaten them. So, um, yeah, they, they do look good. 
so what are, what are your thoughts on this, uh, Carly? Who who's the most dangerous to you? Who who looks like they're gonna uh, yeah provide the the biggest challenge to, to Liverpool going all the way? Um, as far as title contenders, it'll be either City or Chelsea, in my opinion. Any manager that can make a player out of Victor Moses deserves my respect. <laughs> so, fair play to Conte. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, it'll be between them two for me. Um, Arsenal will be there and thereabouts. They always are. But um, for me, um, the last few seasons, they've looked a long way off winning the title. Um, they just, as you have already said, they get the March-April time. Um, they have an injury crisis and they just fall apart. And I can see it again this year. I don't think they have a strong enough squad. Um, I think Spurs will be there or thereabout. But, I mean, as we've just said about sort of not dipping into the transfer, transfer market in January, we don't know what these other teams are going to do. So, that I mean, they could go on and strengthen massively. But it is going to be an interesting season. I do think that, you know, even for top four, never mind the actual league, I think it's going to change quite a bit between now and the end of the season. And I think it's going to be pretty tight. Um, there's still a few sort of teams floating about mid-table where I think there's quite a lot of teams on the same points and it's just goal difference separating them. So it'll be interesting to see how that sort of settles and breaks out. Um, and also how to see how Renew deals with things at United. Um, things aren't going well for him at the minute. So is it going to be a case of him throwing money at the problem to try and solve it? I don't know. I, th- I think this year has been really interesting. I know it was good last year seeing Leicester win the league. It was a bit different, a break from the norm. I mean, if your team wasn't going to win it, I think everybody was written for Leicester. But I think this year there's genuinely a lot of options and I don't think many people can know what what is going to happen or what could happen. So I think it's been really interesting to watch this season and I think it's going to go on for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that seems to be what, yeah, what many people are, are looking at and saying. I mean, the, the top of the table is incredibly close, and there there are many teams going for it. Mourinho is an interesting one, Glenn. I mean, I'm going to come to you on this one. A, who do you see as as the the big contenders? But it's really it's not going well for Mourinho at all. And um, do you think that throwing money at the problem in January has been suggested will help, or do you think? Do you think there's even a chance that he, he may not last the season there? Oh, I think I'd be very surprised if uh, if United let him go. I, I do think they've brought him in there, you know, with the intention of sticking with him. Obviously, they they tried that with Moyes first time round, and obviously it it didn't work. And it's funny because in the subsequent years, you know, he obviously hasn't done that bad, you know, because I think you know at, the, at this stage, uh, the same stage that this season, you know, he would have had around about the same amount of points as Van Hal did in his seasons and, and Mourinho this year. So maybe you know United maybe need to reassess where they are as a club. You know they need to sort of remember that the you know the days of Fergie are maybe are maybe behind them, and they need to sort of you know reassess reassess themselves. You know it's interesting because obviously their next game home the Arsenal that's that's an absolutely massive game for United because I think if they if they get beaten in that game then I would say that their their chances of winning the title are are very very slim. Might be foolish to say so early on in the season that they're completely out of it. You know, could come back to to bite you, but you know if they lose that against Arsenal, you know they've got an absolute mountain to climb. So that's a massive game for them. So, but I mean at this stage of the season, or based on what I've seen so far, I'm not too worried about them. Me, I, I think our, our main contender is uh, is going to be the same as last time. I mean, it's going to be City. They've got the strongest squad in the league, and like we've touched on, you know they've got the capability to go out and spend big in January. If they need to, and, and they'll always have that capability with the owners that they have, and I think 
the other thing with City is, is like like ourselves, they've got sort of you know three or four potential match winners in their team. When they've got Aguero, De Bruyne, Silva, Sterling, all on the pitch at the same time, and there's not many teams in the league that that can have that. You know, maybe Chelsea. You can maybe make an argument for them with you know Hazard, Costa, and, and Pedro. Arsenal. I mean, I think you would look pat, you would look at Sanchez and, and Ozil, and after that, you'd really be clutching at straws to find anyone else. But um, like I say, I think City they'll be our, our main challengers. Um, you know, the one thing you know, the cloud that hangs over them always is. Company obviously he can't stay fit, so they're already weaker at the back without him. And I think Aguero was just so key to them, like like Suarez was with us. Aguero he, he does have a quite a, a bad injury record in, in recent seasons, so you know he he is going to miss games from time to time, and that that could you know, be costly for them in the end. Like like the guys have mentioned with Chelsea. Conte's obviously got this system working for them at the minute with the three at the back, you know, with Louise as Pilaqueta and, and Cahill. The, it's obviously working for them right now. And Arsenal, you know, <laughs> I, I'd hate to be an Arsenal fan getting the, you know, you get the same thing every season, you know, getting to March and April and then they just bottle it. There's, there's, there's obviously a, a weak mentality within that that club within the squad, and I don't think Wenger he he, he hasn't been able to to eradicate that you know it's because it's been going on now for for so many seasons and you know when you see Arsenal at the top of the table come Christmas time you know you're not really that you're not too worried about them because they've proved time and time again when it comes to the crunch the they haven't got the bottle for it and then the other the other team as well we touched upon would be Spurs and I think last season they were they were really unlucky not to, to go all the way I think the way Pochettino had them playing last year I think they were they were definitely sort of the best team on the eye in terms of the, the their pressing game, you know, quite similar to ourselves. Um, I think the, they're undoing at them at this moment in time. They've drawn four games on the bounce. They're obviously struggling with the demands of, of the Champions League and, and the Premier League, and the, you know, for them, their chances of winning the league might actually get better by getting put out of Europe altogether, where they're in the where they would be in the same situation as they were. Sort of towards the end of last season, where they're only playing you know, one game a week, um, that might be their best chance of, of making a serious title challenge. But um, four or five teams who you could all make a strong case for. But um, as I said, it's still early days yet. I think when it comes to around Christmas time, you know maybe one or two of them may have dropped away. But you know for the neutrals, it's it's certainly exciting to have you know so many teams up there, and I have no doubt that you know that we'll be up there as well. I think we've got as just as good a case. Is, is any of the others there to say that we can that we can go on and do okay, it? Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot just to finish off here. So we've all <laughs> talked about it. So who's the top four in, in order, Glenn? <laughs> um, Fucking hell! <laughs> I think if if uh, if if head is ruling my heart, then I would say City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. And if I was my going with my heart over my head, I would say. Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Arsenal. Okay, so you've got City as the main main rivals anyway, and either a harder ahead for whether Liverpool can can pip them. What about yeah? Nice one. What about you, Carly? Do you know that whole saying of lightning doesn't strike twice? Well, I've just agreed with my brother twice in one day. <laughs> exactly what he just said. Okay. Um, and exactly head over heart. I don't know. Um, as I say, I can't even fathom or think about us winning the league. Um, I've just completely put it out of my head. Don't even want to contemplate it. So. Everything think, he said, I took. I think it's ingrained into the psyche of a Liverpool fan that because we haven't won it in, in 27 years, there's always going to be that thing in the back of your head where you think, 
oh, I just you you can't commit to it, you know, to say we're going to win it because, like Carly said before, when you get to the end of the season, if you haven't done it, if you miss out by a whisker, you know, you're absolutely gutted. As I say, head head over the heart there. I would go, I would go with City just over the course of the 38 games, but by uh, by no means am I saying that you know we don't have a great opportunity. Excellent, excellent, Dave. Right, let's be clear here. <laughs> Are you gonna be bored and agree? There's no, there's something really special happening at Liverpool Football Club right now, and you can see it with your own eyes. And there, this this type of football, I have I haven't seen this type of football before. I've seen great attack of football before. I've seen all manner of of wonderful flowing. Football, the likes of Ferguson's United teams used to play where it was all down the wings and they'd absolutely destroy teams. But this type of football, I've never seen anything like this before. That could have been, that could have been 12 nil. Easily could have been 12 nil on Saturday. So I think we have to sit back and appreciate that this is something that is, hasn't been seen in a long, long time. And it's not, just this season. This is for the next five or six years. And to see for the next five or six years, hopefully it lasts five, six, seven years, the club's contract runs out and then hopefully signs in our 15-year contract. We're just going to have to sit back and we're going to have to enjoy it and see if it doesn't happen this year. It's going to happen the next year or the next year or the next year after that. It will because this this is different than ever before. I think the top four finishes as it stands now, which is weird and saying that'll probably change loads between now and the end of the season, but I think I think we win it genuinely. Um I think uh Chelsea finished second, um a close second, and then I think you've got City and Arsenal will do their usual look at the Champions League, they always do, so yeah, fair play to them. And then you'll probably find that make up a top six will be it'll be Spurs and Manchester United. Now there's nothing to say that Mourinho won't go out and spend six hundred and fifty billion million in January and buy I don't know, everyone and just find out, just put like 11 Messi's in the pitch or something, I don't know. And then they might find themselves in the mix for the top four towards the end of the year. But for me, looking at it now and, and seeing what I've seen from each of the teams, I think it's, I think it's as it stands. Listen, let's get on board, guys. Everybody <laughs> get on board. This is going to be brilliant. The only reason I you know say, what? Uh, sorry, the only reason I say City, um, it's just because they've been there and done it in the in the in recent years, and you know the same argument could be said with Chelsea, and I think that was maybe our undoing a couple of years ago, where um you know when it came to the crunch, you know we didn't have that mentality in the squad, you know to to eke out a result when we really needed it, and that's the only thing you know that you could really say we're we're lacking compared to them too, um you know is that that they have the experience of being there and doing it. Only only our players will know how costly or how you know how valuable that is when it when it comes to it if we are still there. Um, but as I say, that's the only reason why. I say when I'm when I put my head, you know, when I think with my head, I, I say City ahead of us. You know, probably wrong. Yeah, yeah, well, me too. I mean, I I agree with Dave. I'm, I'm I'm all for that sort of get on board mentality. Like enjoy the ride anyway, because even if we don't win, it's going to be one hell of a season. But I I quite fancy that. The table that finished like it is now with, uh, Chelsea in second behind, behind Liverpool. So it would be, it would be amazing. I think something special is happening. And, um, yeah, as, as has been mentioned, get on board and, and get with it. Okay. So we're going to leave it there unless anyone's got anything else they want to chip in there. Any final words? 
uh, not in a final day execution mode or anything <laughs> like not like any last words but anyway so uh well, that never leaves you <laughs> I thought you were going to offer me a steak there for a minute. You were licking your lips. He's cooked, has he? Anyway, um, so I'll just come to you for your your, your plugs, your Twitter handles. um, And yeah, anything you're up to. So, uh, Glenn, do you want to go first? Uh, Where can people find you on Twitter? That's uh, at GlennMarie91. Not not much going on with me at the minute. Okay, no worries. Well, sure, give Glenn a follow anyway. I mean, he's always always up for, for chatting with the Reds. And next up is Carly. How are you doing? Uh, Carly, can you give us your uh, Twitter handle and anything you're up to? Yeah, my Twitter handle is at MrsAgar05. Um, so if you want to give me a follow and chat some shit to me, feel free. Nice. Um, and if everybody could give us their feedback, sort of once they've listened to the pod, all feedback's appreciated. Um, and if you also want to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be great too. Nice one, nice one. David Dunning on Twitter, and I am plugging this week Open Fires, Red Wine, Planet Earth 2, and the Busy Busy Reds. Nice one, nice one. Well, if you want, you can follow me at Neil nineteen eighty on Twitter, and uh, yeah, you can. Uh, I'm going to plug Copcast, of course. I'm also going to plug WFI, and I'm also going to second. That's World Football Index, by the way. If you don't know that, you should get listening, get reading, and I'm going to second what Carly said. Any and all feedback, welcome, and particularly if you. Feel you have the time, a wee review on iTunes would be great. Uh, we've been Copcast and the Reds are on the way to glory. Mm-hmm.